Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I am enjoying the the supposed freak out about Twitter. I mean, it's a it's among a very <laughs> it's among a very tiny crowd. The vast majority of America doesn't even have the Twitter app on their phone. And then most people who do don't tweet. So, but the but the freak out is among the people that we get our news from. So, they're making it a big deal. More on that later. Yeah, I saw a list of the celebrities who've said goodbye to Twitter because the Elon Musk taking because he's a monster. He's going to end free speech. All right, he's going to end democracy. He's a threat. The list of celebrities, hilarious. Bye. Yeah. Bye. No, we're outraged. Yeah, I know you are. Bye. <laughs> Nobody won the lotto, so it's got, it's now one and a half billion, and they draw on Saturday, I believe. It's the only reason I'm here. So Powerball. <laughs> the fact that you didn't win is the reason you're here. Oh yeah, I'm going to give no notice. I'm not going to say goodbye to anybody. I just uh, you may see me walking by with my middle fingers in the air. That's it. It's the last sign we saw of Joe. Call your number. Do do do. Change your phone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm going to get some sort of incredibly expensive vanity number. Two, 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 whatever it costs. <laughs> I am wealthy. <laughs> anyway, so uh, maybe you've heard that the soups, uh, the Supreme Court, are taking a look at the affirmative action policies of various public and private universities. We've been discussing it this week. David French of the Dispatch, uh, who is a very, very smart fellow, uh, a veteran uh, attorney, 
Uh, and uh, I, I find myself disagreeing with him a significant chunk of the time. But he's one of those guys who is so bright and he builds such a good case. Again, it's good to confront ideas that differ from your own. And in this case, I think he is absolutely 100% correct. And this essay he wrote is so brilliant. Part of me wants to read the entire thing to you. Um, but you'll get the idea after a couple minutes worth. Uh, it, it is one of the best cases I have ever seen in my life of looking at this stuff against affirmative action. Affirmative action, the case before the Supreme Court currently, which I've heard smart people say will have bigger ramifications than the, the, the Roe versus Wade decision, which I don't quite understand. But I think I see their point. I'd have to noodle it through for a little while, but... Yeah, I mean, what percentage of people uh, have an abortion any given year? It's tiny. I mean, it's way too many, in my opinion, but it's it's fairly small. Plus, it was just, it was the Supreme Court. I about said just, but it's not just for some of you. But it was the Supreme Court saying it's not guaranteed, but states can do it if they want. Whereas this is, you're not allowed to use race. Right, right. It, it's a violation of your your constitutional yeah. rights. So anyway, back to my comparison: the the percentage of people who get an abortion in any given year is uh, very very small compared to the percentage of people who are of one race or another. It's everybody. Racial discrimination is not the path to racial justice. Why Harvard is wrong, writes David French. And trust me when I tell you, this is going to go brilliantly in directions you're expecting, and also in directions you had no idea it's going to go. Oh, boy. That's what struck me. Uh, the, The Supreme Court will hear oral arguments in the most important case of this term, arguably among the most important of this new century. It will decide whether schools can continue to discriminate on the basis of race and college admissions. He says the Supreme Court should say no. It should say no because the law should compel it to say no. We should cheer that outcome because morality and justice are in harmony with the law. Racial discrimination is in fundamental tension with racial justice, even when racial discrimination is purportedly designed to advance racial justice. To understand the reasons for this position, we have to understand a few realities about American discrimination. Slavery is rightly called America's original sin, but American racial discrimination didn't end when slavery did and hasn't been confined to American's black population. For centuries, American law didn't just permit and protect vicious, invidious discrimination. In some jurisdictions, it mandated it. It took 345 years, and he explains what he means, until 1964 when the Civil Rights Act finally comprehensively outlawed racial discrimination in the U.S. to end this dreadful legal inequality. But one can't simply end discrimination by passing laws against discrimination. One way to think about the Civil Rights Act is that it finally gave marginalized communities the tools they needed to seek justice. Or I would jump in, as uh, Martin Luther King pointed out so eloquently, it's time to cash in this promissory note. You've been promising us rights in the Bill of Rights, the, the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence. Yeah, they've come due, way overdue. Getting back to French, for the last 58 years, since 1964, they've been battling back slowly but surely, taking the rightful place in American life. The moral necessity of ameliorating the effects of centuries of discrimination is clear. The method for doing that is not. But here's one principle that should guide our nation's response. The wounds caused by racial discrimination can't be healed by racial discrimination. Then he goes into the fact that the Civil Rights Act of 1964, a law that applies to every educational institution in the United States, that gets any federal funding, is extremely clear. 
No person in the United States shall, on the ground of race, color, or national origin, be excluded from participation in, be denied the benefits of, or be subject to discrimination under any program or activity receiving federal financial assistance. That is unequivocal. Clear enough, right? This is the legal mandate to end programs and practices that discriminate, and he goes into a fair amount of detail. Here's the part that makes his case, it it helps his case go from pretty damn strong to clear. I mean, you either have a principle or you don't, to wait a minute. The people claiming to be using racial discrimination uh, well because they're so honorable and upstanding in their their motivations are so pure yeah here's where he calls crap on that so they want to use racial uh, discrimination for for good purposes right how has that system worked in practice as richard collenberg argued last week in the atlantic universities are keeping a dirty secret racial preferences quote provide cover for an admission system that mostly benefits the wealthy In other words, the universities preserve a long-standing status quo that privileges those individuals, legacy admittees, children of donors, etc., who preserve the university's wealth and power while using race preferences as a blunt instrument to render universities diverse along racial lines only. Here's how the system works. Yeah, I just came across this argument yesterday, and I'd never thought about it or heard it before, but it makes perfectly good sense. Here's how it works. Elite universities attempt to accomplish multiple goals at the same time. They want to maintain the community and financial benefits of legacy admissions and donor favoritism. They also want to maintain the high-class GPA and SAT scores that are the foundation of college rankings. Those poisonous college rankings. And they want their incoming classes to look like America. Yeah, whatever. Right. The the result, especially in elite academic circles, is particularly is extraordinarily pernicious. You need to use the word pernicious more. It means evil, more or less. Favoritism for legacy admittees and donors' kids can result in classes that are both disproportionately wealthy and drawn from a relatively small ideological and religious slice of American life. Yet race consciousness creates clear academic double standards on the basis of race alone. Harvard's practices are particularly egregious. And that's one of the the schools involved in the suit, the other one being the University of North Carolina. As Students for Fair Admission noted in their Supreme Court brief, Harvard's racial preferences are enormous. In absolute terms, race is determinative for at least 45% of all admitted African-American and Hispanic applicants, or nearly 1,000 students over a four-year period. But their affirmative action plan didn't involve merely boosting black and Hispanic applicants. To get the numbers Harvard wanted, it had to penalize another racial group, Asians. And their method was deeply disturbing. It systematically downranked Asian American applicants' personal ratings. And here's the uh, the group final suit again. Asian American applicants should be admitted at a higher rate than whites. They are substantially stronger than white applicants on nearly every measure of academic achievement, including SAT scores, GPA, the academic rating. They perform better on the extracurricular rating and on alumni interviews. And they perform similarly on nearly every other rating that matters. And there's a good deal of detail. Yet non-Asian applicants were admitted at the same rate as non uh, white applicants, uh, that's the legacy donor type people. The reason is the personal rating. And we talked about this yesterday. At the, And long story short is in ways that are never explained and never need to be explained. Oh, look at that. 
a large chunk of the Asian kids are zeros personality-wise. They're boring. Nobody wants to talk to them. They lack the qualities of the Harvard man, a Harvard woman. And so they eliminate tons of Asian kids who've busted their ass so they can admit the legacies and the donors and a few black people. And they have the cover of... Well, we don't admit based on race. We use the totality of the students, uh, you know, being to let them in. You have to let us do that so we can keep diversity. So it's it becomes a a cover, you know, a thick black curtain behind which they can do whatever the hell they want. And what they want is to rake in the cash. Yeah, so I, I was uh, hearing about this from a different source yesterday, and it um, it reminded me of hearing Larry Summers. He's the economic guy under Obama. He was president of Harvard for a while, and I remember him talking about when he was president of Harvard, he was sitting in his office one time looking out the window and thinking, after all of these years of racial preferences to try to have a more diverse student body, why am I looking out my window and seeing an almost entirely white campus? And it's because of, it's all the legacy donor types. That's what it is. It's all Mm -hmm. the privileged white kids that get in because of who their parents are that's what's dominating the discussion but they keep around the whole affirmative action thing is cover for that which i had never heard before yeah and i like what david french says about the downgrading the asians uh these personal qualities have nothing to do with race Asian Americans received by far the worst scores, nor are those scores an innocent coincidence. The district court found, quote, a statistically significant negative relationship between Asian American identity and the personal rating assigned by Harvard admission officers. Think of how this works in real life. Um, you've worked your entire life to get into your dream school. You know that gaining a mission helps guarantee an extraordinary amount of economic opportunity and cultural prestige, but you're stymied, not because of your test scores, your extracurriculars, or any other objective measurement. Instead, like your other Asian classmates, you're deemed to lack courage or kindness. The assignment of negative personal characteristics on the basis of race is what invidious discrimination looks like. It's what the Civil Rights Act was designed to combat. Right, and and I just wish more people realized that this isn't about letting in. Doing away with affirmative action is is going to lead to fewer white kids that shouldn't be there, not more. You would think, and you know, the, the so the main points are number one these. These methods, these practices, oh my, we're running late, um, are not the the honorable, equity, you know, beautiful quest for, for equality. They're not that at all. Um, and the second thing is, um, and this is the main point to me, and, and I made it yesterday, but I'll make it again. The idea that you solve the problem of the lack of achievement of black American kids at the level of Harvard and the University of North Carolina is obscenely stupid. You do it in the kindergartens, in the grade schools. You do it in the homes. Why the underachieving? The legacy of slavery? Okay, even if I concede that, you don't attack it when they're 18 and they're applying for Harvard. Well, and how is being racist against Asians going to help anything? Right. Uh, A lot more on the way. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. 
The Armstrong and Getty Show. It's time for our latest installment of tonight's show polls. Here we go, everybody. Now, this first poll asked, what did you have for lunch today? 1% said a sandwich. 1% said a salad. 98% said 12 fun-side Snickers left over from Halloween. This next one asks, have you seen The Watcher on Netflix? 70% said yes. 29% said no. 1% said, I've watched my neighbors watch it. <laughs> this next poll asks, what do you do at the gym? 10% said Pilates. 25% said jog on the treadmill. 25% said lift weights. 40% said sit completely still on an exercise bike while watching Property Brothers on my phone. Property Brothers? I don't know, Property Brothers. We when we were talking about how much how much time people spend on TikTok yesterday, got a text from a guy who goes to the gym regularly and says all the young people are watching TikTok while they work out constantly. Wow, on the treadmill I could see or whatever. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just came across something I didn't know. So the Fed increased the interest rate yesterday by 075 percentage points. So now it's at about four percent. How that turns out, then that you're Mortgage is going to be seven and a half is complicated. But anyway, uh, so it's about 4%. So the Fed interest rate, there's no example of inflation coming down without the interest rate being raised above the current inflation rate. Oh, wow. I've never heard that before. Wow. Hmm. So you're going to have to get that up to like eight or nine, Bad. it would seem. So mortgage rates around 13. Right. 12. I don't know. I'll have to do some more digging into that article. Professional cornhole rocked by a cheating scandal. No. What's that? That the game where you throw a bag in a hole in a board? Is that what that is? Yeah. That's well summarized. Yes. <laughs> it's great fun. Sure. I've just noticed that more often it's like I'm seeing it more places, so it must be having a moment. Oh, yeah. Well, you got pro cornhole on the ESPN. They're wearing the uniforms like they're in NASCAR. Oh, yeah. Well, the top-ranked team was accused of using illegal beanbags at the 2022 American Cornhole League World Championships in August. Dubbed Baggate, the now infamous incident began when one player complained that rival opponents were using bags that were smaller than regulation during the finals. Obviously, if you used a smaller bag, it's more likely you're going to be able to get it to go through the hole. Uh, and this was broadcast live on ESPN from Rock Hill, South Carolina. I believe Rock Hill, South Carolina was where I once saw a stripper fight a little person at a bar. Wow. Was yeah. that the uh, entertainment for the evening? No, or that did was, that break out spontaneously? That broke out spontaneously when the bar closed. It was a stripper fought a little person rolling around on the floor. Wow. Yeah. It was something. Yeah. Anyway. That would stick in your mind. <laughs> The Wall yeah it does. The Wall Street Journal is reporting on the bag gate. The bags were too thin as they've now been measured. So it is a major scandal just like we had in world top level chess. Chest. <laughs> <laughs> well, right, right. And how about Tom Brady inflating the football? This is very similar. Very similar. If you miss an hour of this show, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty on demand. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We've been talking for a while about how all reporters, not all reporters, a lot of your big political reporters have been saying right after the midterms elections, the knives are going to be out for for Joe Biden or all the talks going to be on blah, 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 blah. Um, It happened early. If you missed this story in the New York Times over the weekend, the New York Times laying the groundwork for pushing Biden out, a puff piece on Kamala Kamala out today. I'll tell you about it coming up. It's really interesting. Man, the Game of Thrones that's going to be happening, not behind the scenes, in front of the scenes, uh, very soon is, is something to watch. You could have Hemingway, Da Vinci, and Jesus team up on a puff piece to, to elevate Kamala. That's not enough talent. That'd be quite the dinner party. <laughs> Indeed. So I've been working on a name for this, and I'm not sure I'm satisfied with it. But uh, Armstrong and Getty put the microscope on science. It's kind of, well, it's jaunty. 
It does sound like this is good. It sounds like the music you'd have during a science film strip in in school. The Atom. Now, all right, stop it. Armstrong and Getty's Eye on Science. I like I like I like putting science under the microscope. Your first one, that was pretty good. Yeah, feels like trying too hard to me. The oh. nucleus. <laughs> The amazing digestive system. (laughs) So a uh, trio, at least, of stories that are at least tangentially about science. Uh, Number one, uh, I love this uh, parts of this piece from the Washington Post. As the election nears, Biden administration officials are dreading three words. Chairman Rand Paul, the Kentucky senator who has clashed repeatedly with Dr. Fauci, who represents Connecticut, uh, bloated ego. What does he represent again? I can never remember. No, we don't have that clip. Play I that represent clip. science. Play that clip a hundred freaking times a day. <laughs> science. <laughs> right. All right. Yeah, that one too. Joe Getty uh, puts it- Michelangelo under the microscope. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, 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 boy. Uh, So the Kentucky senator who has clashed with uh, old man Fauci and other health officials through the pandemic is in line to lead a Senate committee. Should he be uh, reelected, Republicans take the chamber next week. And that GOP control would give the libertarian doctor the power to lead investigations and help set legislative priorities next year. Uh, Paul said in a fundraising email, Quote, if you help me win, I promise to subpoena every last document of Dr. Fauci's unprecedented cover-up. He's talking about the uh, research funding at the Wuhan lab, which the Washington Post says there are allegations Fauci is categorically denied. No, he is picayuningly denied them, citing a very lawyerly, technical, I guess, science argument that it wasn't gain-of-function research, blah, blah, blah. I don't mind this one. I'm, I'm for the Republicans looking into the gain-of-function research and origin of the COVID. I think that's a good idea. I would rather the Republican Party didn't immediately jump toward impeaching Biden, as uh, I've read oh, various places, please. people throwing out no. stuff no, about. You boot him out in the election. Well, either that or God will do it. But um, ooh, 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 wow! But you know, it's it, I'm struck by some of the wording in this article. Reminds me of the whole Atlantic piece that's getting some attention, where this uh, author is calling for an amnesty. We need to all forgive each other for uh, the the mistakes that were made during COVID. And and I'm thinking a lot of people think that most of the mistakes were one sided. I mean, the, the stuff that really matters was almost entirely one-sided. Economically, old people dying alone. Oh, my Lord. I saw a video the other day of a dying old woman who wasn't allowed to touch her or hug her family members because we need to be safe about COVID. And it just made me, it just made me incensed. But it's nice. funny. The, the, the theme keeps coming up. Um. It reminds me of the, we need to all forgive each other. It reminds me of the restorative justice thing in schools where the kid who beat on another child and the child who was beaten are treated as equals and they all come and share their feelings. It's just crazy. Anyway, uh, moving along. So Rand Paul is going to investigate that. I, I want the Republicans to to force a reckoning with COVID, a reckoning on COVID policy. 
the things that were done wrong. Sure. You need to talk about that. I like it. On the other hand, never investing or never ending investigations rather are, are frequently just a grandstand. Moving along. This from uh, the National Pulse. 150 plus researchers funded by the U.S. government working at Los Alamos National Laboratory, uh, Laboratory are now working for the Chinese Communist Party and its military. The report identifies over 150 Chinese-born scientists who have worked on taxpayer-funded project at Los Alamos projects in Los Alamos in the last two decades. They're now conducting sensitive research in China on military applications, including hypersonic missiles, deep earth-penetrating warheads, and quiet submarines. So, in other words, they come here, they get educated, they get jobs in our sensitive labs, and then they go work for the communist Chinese. This Zhao Yusheng, for example, researcher at Los Alamos for 18 years, collecting over $20 million worth of taxpayer-funded research grants, received a top-secret-level, Q-level clearance, allowing him to lead a defense project that developed bombs that penetrate underground. In 2016, however, he joined a talent recruitment program and research center run by the Chinese communists, etc., and is now working for the Chinese military. Awesome. Can you imagine in 1965? No. No, Our most sensitive laboratories employing young Soviet researchers who then, (gasps) my lands, go back to their native country and uh, turn that expertise into defeating the United States. Boy, we've gotten stupid. (laughs) And... uh, And this story, which, why didn't I include this? Is that what I wanted to do? It doesn't matter. I was ready to do it, so I'll do it. Uh, Even though the Biden administration announced that the Disinformation Governance Board, you remember that, the Mary Poppins chick? No, we're not going to do that after all. Turns out the DHS has created an internal board dedicated to, quote, combating misinformation and disinformation. And the uh, DOJ and the FBI and uh, the CIA, is it? Are, are holding regular meetings with your big tech companies to point out, hey, that over there, that's disinformation. You ought to shut that down. So that has not ended. The Orwellian uh, overtones of the program continue to exist, and, uh, and, and we need to keep an eye on this. You know, on the China thing, I forgot to mention this. This happened last week. Didn't get enough attention because we're not a serious country. U.S. defense strategy casts China as greatest danger to American security. The Biden administration unveiled a new defense strategy this past Thursday, casting China as the greatest danger to America and calling for an urgent, concerted effort to build the military capabilities to deter Beijing in the decades to come. Amen to that. Raising them to a different category of threat. That seems like a big deal, but it didn't get any attention whatsoever. The midterms, the midterms, the midterms. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've got to admit, the Biden administration has made a lot of uh, the noises I would like them to make about China. Uh, now, whether they'll back that with action remains to be seen. But, yeah, we absolutely have a slumbering military that remembers its heyday. And, and uh, you know, and not to indict the military, but to indict the bureaucracy of the military, remembers the last great couple of boxing matches that it did really well in, but isn't nearly in the shape to get into the ring again particularly the Navy. Yeah, and they cite the coercive activity on Taiwan and building the islands and all the different things and the cyber attacks and everything else. The PRC remains our most consequential strategic competitor for the coming decades, said SecDef Lloyd Austin. 
you know, who Biden put in place and uh, went through how they are our biggest threat by far. It's a, it's an, and it, it, I don't, you know, I'd never paid attention to it before, but they moved them into a different category of threat higher up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we have one loyal listener who's involved in uh, essentially the merchant marine um, and and has been feeding me all sorts of really interesting information. It's it's kind of dryish, but the 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 point of it is the ability to move material is an enormous part of warfare. Enormous. And military analysts, we could talk to Mike Lyons about this for hours, for instance, because if you've ever commanded in the military, you understand this. You think it's about ammo and guns and arms and, and men, and of course it is, but moving material is so underrated. It's like, it's like the offensive line in football. And our capacity to move massive amounts of material in the way you do in a major conflict is, has shriveled. It is absolutely shriveled down to not nearly adequate. And this guy keeps saying this is going to be a huge crisis and nobody cares. Nobody's talking about it. But there, I just talked about it. (laughs) So the knives came out this past weekend. I should stop using that expression. What, are you going to put a target on uh, on Nancy Pelosi? Maniac. Yeah, there's got to be a better expression when old men are being beaten with hammers than that's a good expression, though. It's a, it's a Caesar reference. The knives are out? Yeah. For Joe Biden? A story the New York Times ran, really? Yeah, it's already started. They're trying to push him out of office, I think. If you haven't heard this, stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. 
Well, I don't know about you, but like I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So mommy and daddy... Get all your Halloween candy last night. That's okay if you ate all the candy, but when it's the next Halloween, we can get more. That's right, we can. Well, we got hungry last night, and, and we ate all your candy. Let me see. Oh, damn it! <laughs> I hate that bit. Kids cursing. So that's people videoing their kids' reaction to telling them that they ate all the Halloween candy overnight. Yes. My kids would flip out. It's a fun bit, though. I I betrayed you and stole from you as your parent. (laughs) While you were sleeping. Just kidding. The thing you were all excited about, I ruined. I'm going to provoke emotions of outrage, anger, and betrayal in you to amuse people on TV. I'm sorry. I take everything too seriously. No. I'm known for that. No. But no, I hate no. that yeah, bit. You're not overreacting. I think that's awful, too. I would never, ever do that. Yeah, but I could get my face on Jimmy effing Kimmel. Oh, <laughs> freaking morons. So a couple of examples of how it's already started. The much-anticipated... Fighting over who's going to be president or nominee for the Democrats because we're in this unique situation with Joe Biden. Normally, obviously, the sitting president is your nominee and nobody even thinks twice about it. Um, But that's not the case here. So, first of all, um, Politico put out a piece. This is the kind of piece, at least Tom Bevan of Real Clear Politics is suggesting. It's a sort of piece you get into uh, a publication um, if you're a candidate, this, ah, Tom Bevan's great. Too. This piece makes complete sense. If you believe, as I do, that shortly after the midterms, Biden will announce he's not running for reelection. Here's a piece in Politico running today. Harris finds her footing. She's still looking to break through. The VIP is using the midterms and a new healthier office dynamic to help her course correct after a rough start. But it's, <laughs> and it's a picture of her in front of American flag looking like a leader. So oh. it's just, it's a puff piece that her people got into Politico as as the conversation about is about to turn in like five days to nonstop, who should be the nominee for the White House? That's hilarious. Now, to that point, in the New York Times over the weekend, a shocking piece by Peter Baker, who is their big-time award-winning, gets-all-the-attention correspondent there in the New York Times, talking about the White House and the presidency, who could have done this at any point over the last, really, four years, but decided to go with it this past weekend. Biden verbally fumbles twice during campaign trip in Florida. That's the headline. Oh, my Lord. And the subheadline is, President confuses American war in Iraq with Russian war in Ukraine and misstated how Sun died. Oh, yeah. I asked for that clip. Yeah, well, I'm going to read the... What's more interesting to me than that Biden said it, because he says... 
I almost dropped an S-bomb there. That's weird. Mm. He says S like that all the time. The New York Times does not report on it all the time, though. Neither does anybody else other than Fox. Biden fumbles words. (laughs) It's a headline. (laughs) Well, only if you've started the whole push him out of office thing. Clearly. President Biden verbally fumbled during a campaign swing in Florida on Tuesday, confusing the American war in Iraq with the Russian war in Ukraine, and then he fumbled again while he tried to correct himself, misstating how his son Bo died in 2015. In defending his record on inflation, Mr. Biden was trying to blame rising costs on Vladimir Putin and the invasion of Ukraine. It's a point he regularly makes in public speeches, but this time he mixed up his geography and history. And Well, we could play the clip. Let's play... Um... 44. Yeah. And they talk about inflation. You know, we're dealing with it for a whole second. Inflation is a worldwide problem right now because of a war in Iraq and the impact on oil and what Russia's doing. I mean, excuse me, the war in, in Ukraine. And uh, I think in Iraq because that's when my son died. The, uh, because he died. So, so we could spend the next hour on that clip. Oh, yeah. Well, we really could. It begins with utter incoherence, then the Iraq-Ukraine gaffe, then the whole where my son died, and then his effort to re-explain what he meant because he remembered, no, my son didn't die there, is responsible for... uh... Well, the fact that Peter Baker in the New York Times is writing about this, again, is really (laughs) extraordinary. As Biden tried to explain how he mixed up the two wars, he told the audience, I think of Iraq because that's where my son died. In fact, Bo Biden, a military lawyer in the Army National Guard, served for a year in Iraq. He returned home in 2009. He died of brain cancer in 2015. Mr. Biden, who has made the same mistake before, once again sought to correct himself. Because he died, he said, apparently referring to his belief that Bo's cancer could have been caused by his service in Iraq. Mr. Biden. Well, that's who, like trying to decode, you know, the yammerings of a two year old. Only mommy and daddy understand it because he died. Oh, oh, that was him trying to explain that he believed his son acquired the brain. Why are you needing to tell me this? And the final paragraph Mr. Biden, who at 79 is the oldest president in American history, has, I mean, the New York Times going out of their way to point this stuff out is unique. Has a long record of gaffes dating back to when he was a young man, but his misstatements have become more pronounced and more noticed now that he is uh, the spotlight of the presidency constantly on him. While Mr. Biden has said he intends to run for a second term, his age ranked as the top on the list of complaints by Democratic voters who told posters they want the party to find an alternative. That yeah, is the not idea a normal, that he's going to run again is ridiculous. That is not a normal article from the New York Times about the president of the United States when it's yeah. a Democrat. Yeah. So it has begun. It began last weekend. Well, and the whole attempting to puff up Kamala is going to last about as long as a balloon in a gunfight. I mean, well, from that's what, hilarious. From what I understand, the reason you do that as a publication you make a deal. So, like, Politico made a deal with Kamala for access, knowing she is going to be, you know, in the mix. So you do the puff piece, and then you get more access by doing that, mm-hmm. I guess, right. is the way yeah. you do the deal. Hey, uh, play that Biden clip again. Listen to all of it. It's amazing. And they talk about inflation. You know, we're dealing with it for a whole second. Inflation what? is a worldwide problem right now. Because of a war in Iraq and the impact on oil and what Russia's doing. I mean, excuse me, the war in, in Ukraine. And uh, I think in Iraq because that's when my son died. The, uh, because he died. Wow. 
Yeah, there's wow. a lot there. Well, as, as as was pointed out in the uh, in the Times, he says he's going to run again. <laughs> Please, boy, that's a Kamala puff piece. That's like a, you get a delicious looking cupcake and. It's got beautiful icing on top, and you take a bite of it, and you realize all there is is icing. There's no cupcake here. <laughs> Come oh, on, that's, now. That's so cute, trying to prop her up. Holy cow, the knives. Uh, Joe Biden, the knives are not going to be out for Biden. Biden's going to step aside. I firmly believe that, unless he's so addled he's forgotten that he needs well, to. Well, that's the big question. Is he in agreement on this thing that everybody's talking about like you? Yeah, but the the heir apparent is clearly the sitting veep. If if the political knives are out, therefore her. You think? Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. It's going to be a fascinating next couple of weeks. I think. If you miss an hour of the show, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty on demand. Armstrong. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. 